having trouble with the music there. Welcome to Bible Talk with Jane and Shannon. I'm Jane. And I'm Shannon. Today our topic is Hark the Herald Angels in in celebration of the Christmas season at this time. Yeah, as, as we go forth into the Christmas season, there are a lot of stories that are told. And the com- most common one that everybody follows through is Luke. Yes. Luke is, is, Luke is the... He gives some great It's the storybook because he, he goes chronologically and it's easy to follow. So there's a lot of different things in there. But we're going to talk about Herald Angels. Uh, we're going to talk about one in particular, but also other other times. Are their last name Wall? No, and that's that's something that's funny because sometimes the standing joke on the, on the song, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, is that the angel's name is Herald. Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Which <laughs> we have a... Uh, one of our elders in our church is Harold Wall. So, Heart the Herald Angel. Um, beautiful songs. Got a lot of really, really good uh, biblical message in the song. But uh, we're going to talk specifically about this concept of an angel being a herald. And, and a herald is. is what? A proclaimer? A, a herald. Um, if, the best way to, to describe a herald is, is a herald is a messenger from uh, royalty. So in like medieval times, if you want to put it into a, a classical European perspective here, um, they would play the trumpets That's and what then they would come out and, uh, to get everybody's attention and then they would announce the king. The king didn't walk into a crowd without right. being announced first. So the herald would go forth and announce who was coming so that everybody would understand and and pay attention and treat the person who is coming the way they're meant to be treated. So... When the angels come and proclaim in the beginning of Luke, they're proclaiming the the coming of the king. The coming of the king. Exactly, and that's you know if you if you think about that that kind of imagery with them playing the trumpets and coming mm-hmm. in, in a lot of medieval paintings of the appearances of the angels, like to the shepherds in Luke yeah. two, that's what they they're they're carrying trumpets. Oh right, well, you know that uh, kind of goes into the understanding that there would have been at the time of what a herald was. You would mm-hmm. always have a herald to announce them. There would even be a herald in the king's throne room to announce who's coming in to see the mm. king. You would, you'd want to explain things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's very interesting. Um, I want to give this little little definition of angels that comes from this, comes to the back of this keyword study Bible. And they said, angels, God uses angels as his messengers and agents in administering the affairs of the world and promoting the welfare of humans. Yeah, so I, I've, I read that also in another place. I thought that was interesting because <clears throat> some people give way too much authority to angels, but yeah. angels are, are, are servants of God. So angels serve God, and that's not like they have individual power to do what they want. They do what right, God wants they only, do, yeah, only. Right. But... And part of that is to take care of humans. Yes, and that's interesting because it's, that is, you know, specifically the welfare of of God's people is actively being fought in the spiritual realm by angels mm-hmm. for our benefit. Right. And you know, the Bible says we are above the angels. Right. In some ways, not not because we can command the angels, but because we have salvation through Christ and the right. angels. Um, didn't didn't have that. Because... Well, and sometimes people do fall into angel worship, so we're not yes. supposed to get too like no. obsessed with them because that'd be silly. 
Well, an angel would think that's yeah, silly. You, don't, you never worship the creation. You always worship, or worship the creator. Right. But, you know, um, Satan is a fallen angel. Yes. Does not get redemption. Right. You can't. Jesus doesn't die to bring Satan back. No. Um, that is, it's a one and done. Yeah, so, they're, they're not, only yeah. humans are, have the opportunity to be saved. So we're going to talk about, yeah. uh, let's talk specifically about Gabriel. Let's talk about Gabriel. Gabriel is an interesting, uh, he's one of only two angels that are named. You know what? Hmm. I think actually, because I read that too, that there's actually a third angel named in Revelation 9-11. In Revelation, yes. Abaddon. Abaddon, which means destruction. Right. But, but in, in uh, the rest of the Bible. Right. Yeah, prior, primary to, or prior to the, the Revelational stuff, there are two angels that are mentioned. Yes. That's Michael, mm-hmm. the, the archangel, angel. and he is a warrior angel. And Gabriel, who is a messenger. Like the public relations for God. Well, and um, so let's talk about the first time Gabriel is mentioned in Daniel. Oh, in Daniel. Yes. Okay, let's talk about that. Daniel 8, 16. 8, 9, and 10 yes. is mentioned. So go ahead. Go to Daniel 8. Uh, okay, Daniel 8. Daniel 8. Okay, and this is Daniel talking while he's, he's read... read uh, you know, writing this down. And it came about when I, Daniel, had seen the vision that I sought to understand it. And behold, standing before me was one who looked like a man. And I heard the voice of a man between the banks of Ule, and he called out and said, Gabriel, give this man an understanding of the vision. So Gabriel came near to where I was standing, and when he came, I was frightened and fell on my face. But he said to me, Son of man, understand that the vision pertains to the time of the end. Now, while he was talking with me, I sank into a deep sleep with my face to the ground, but he touched me and made me stand upright. And he said, behold, I'm going to let you know what will occur at the final period of the indignation for it pertains to the appointed time of the end. So he is bringing him a message an interpretation. Right. He is a messenger. Um, and in this particular message, it's an interpretation message. Right. The vision came to Daniel. But he didn't completely understand it. So Gabriel was sent to be a clarifier. He comes in and Which is very cool. explains that. Yes, We could have used him during Sunday school revelation we studied. Yeah, it would have been nice to have him visit and tell us some of those things. <laughs> yes. and, then I'll bring, and then in Daniel, Daniel 9, 20, it says, now, now, this is Daniel speaking again. Now, while I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God in behalf of the holy mountain of my God, while I was still speaking in prayer, then the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision previously, came to me in my extreme weariness about the time of the evening offering. And he gave me instruction and talked with me and said, O Daniel, I have now come forth to give you insight and understanding. So he, again, is giving him some understanding of a vision. It's interesting, too, in that in that passage, it talks mm-hmm. about um, uh, he came to him in swift flight at the time of the evening sacrifice. 921. Did you see that? Oh. Read that. Okay. While I was still speaking in prayer, then the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision previously, came to me in my extreme weariness about the time of the evening offering. Right. Um, I, I will say, because I looked it up, this this keyword Bible uh, explains certain keywords in the original languages. And when it says man, that doesn't mean a human man. It just need, means male. So it could be male angel. So, or, or in the form of a man. Yes, it yes. Wasn't a, 
It wasn't. It doesn't mean a human being, right? Right. And in the ESV Bible, it, it mentions came to me in swift flight, but it never mentioned wings. Oh, the angels' wings and, and all that kind of flights. stuff. It doesn't really necessarily come forward as angels having wings, although in Revelation it talks about wings a lot. But yeah. it's not. Um, he appears as as one of man as a man, but. But he's scary. He is terrifying. Yeah. And it's uh, bright light is usually included with the visitation of angels. Yeah. Bright light. Light beyond our comprehension. The light of heaven is shining through the angel. Um, and that makes me think of Moses. Oh, right. When Moses spent time with God and he saw the back of God and his face glowed. The, the, right. The, and the people couldn't even look at the him. The glow was simply a reflection of the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And I think the angel's coming from God because Gabriel we'll see later, is in the presence of right. God. Right. He says, I he, stand in the presence of God. He brings that. So right. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um, the reason we know his name is Gabriel is also in Daniel. Really? Um, yeah. Where does he say that? Um, um, well, the the first one I read in 8 where it says, Gabriel, give this man an understanding. Right. right. So, so Gabriel is called by name. By somebody else. Hey, Gabriel. is trying to get this through to Daniel. Yeah. He says, Gabriel, go tell him about it. And Daniel hears that. Right. He hears the name. But he never says his name is Gabriel. So now he associates this this angelic visitation to be the angel Gabriel coming to visit him with that. Right. I love that too. Gabriel's not, pardon the pun, blowing his own horn. No. Someone else said Gabriel. Someone else says Gabriel. So Gabriel the Herald is there. He is there specifically to do the... The, the mission, the declaration, the explanation, whatever it is. Which makes Luke 1 kind of funny. I think when it he is. says so what Daniel, his name is. Daniel gets visited in these three different chapters. And a lot of different things are said there. And we could do a lot on just Daniel and the prophecy in Daniel and things like that. Um, but he, he refers to a couple of things that angels are uh, involved in. And one of that is, obviously he's explaining and heralding coming from God and giving us messages. But he also talks about the spiritual realms and the battles in the spiritual realms. Right. So uh, that's in Daniel 10. So he talks about that and he talks about Persia and Greece and things like that. It's very interesting. It's, it's, it's fun reading. We were just talking about all the different uh, commentaries and different things that try and explain Daniel 20 and 21. But um, it is very clear. The one thing is very clear is that there are spiritual battles going on beyond our world right and the angels are involved in those spiritual battles for our benefit for the benefit of of the of the children of god in daniel that's for israel and it goes beyond that later on but their benefit of the children of god that's what it's what it's for and so heading to luke head into luke let's head into luke we'll start with luke one yes let's start with luke one okay so looking in luke one Luke's, Luke, like I said, this is the one that everybody knows. This is mm-hmm. the Christmas story. This is where every nativity scene, every <laughs> everything that's Christmas comes from Luke. It's explained through Luke. Well, the wise detail. men come from Matthew, but yeah. The... So we're talking about all these things in Luke and as these things that go through here. Um, and he starts, Luke starts Jesus' story with John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. Which was who was also 
A herald? Foretold. Really? John the yeah. ba- well, yes, but he, exactly. But John the Baptist was foretold as well. Mm-hmm. In Old Testament prophecy, John the Baptist, you know, someone coming from, crying from the wilderness was mentioned long before. Right. You know, so this is continuation of, of biblical prophecy from the Old Testament. He brings it forward. So in, in uh, Luke 1, he ends up in, in going into this. Um, Luke 1, 5, I'll start. Okay. In the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife, Elizabeth, was a descendant of Aaron. So Levites, both sides. Right. So Elizabeth came from Levites. Zechariah came from Levites, so all descendants of Aaron. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees decrees blamelessly, but they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive, and they were both very old. Okay, so this is setting up this miraculous birth of John the Baptist, which mm-hmm. I think is awesome. Mm-hmm. But John the Baptist is also coming from a line of priesthood. Right. He is a Levite. Mm-hmm. He is, he's got as good a credentials as anybody could mm-hmm. have as far as birth credentials. So... But his birth was miraculous because not only was she unable to conceive, but she was now too old. And no one would have expected. Didn't a woman you that tell? Age. And I've read this too. Uh-huh. They served as priests up until like age fifty. Mm-hmm. So really, advanced in age would be well. Well, she was probably be, fifty and beyond childbearing years. Yes. At that time, no one would have. If you'd have had kids all the way along, you'd have stopped by now. Right. This was not. This was not a normal. But thing. I mean, they're not like ninety or a hundred. But, like, we couldn't have kids. Right. So. Uh, so, when it was Zacharias was on duty, and he was serving as a priest before God, he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, which means one and only time he was going to go in and take the incense into the temple. Um, and again, he's getting old. Yeah. This is like his last chance to do this particular mm-hmm. role, so he finally gets chosen for the role, which I'm sure... Elizabeth celebrated with him. Oh, yeah. Oh, by lot, God chose you to do this, so he's going to go in there. It's a big deal. So all the the worshipers are praying outside, and he goes within. And when he does, this is in Luke 1.11, then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zacharias saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. Again, the appearance... Is scary, and I think a lot of the appearance scariness is that reflected light of God. Light. They don't that. There's no light source, but there's light beyond yeah. light. So, and the first thing the angel says to him, I love this because he says it every time he appears. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid. Terrorizing, but you're not. Don't be afraid. I'm just the messenger. Mm-hmm. Here I come. Um, do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. That is a filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. Yes. That is a... We uh, see that later in the chapter. Yes, that that is prophecy of leaping in his mother's womb mm-hmm. at the presence of Jesus, which yeah. I think I, I always so cool that I read this somewhere recently. I shared it with you. The first person on earth to truly celebrate Jesus coming mm-hmm. was a fetus. Oh, amen. Put that into concept with all these people who say fetuses aren't aren't, aren't people. Yeah. 
This one was celebrating and jumping up and down in his mom's womb. That tells you something about the so-called yes. fetus. Uh, it says, He will bring back many of the people Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit of power and of spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to their children, the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. So yes, John was a herald. Yeah. And he's preparing he's preparing the people for the king's entrance. You know, I think one thing that's we haven't even got to when Gabriel says he's Gabriel. No, but, we're going to get to that. Yet. But I think it's funny because um, uh, I think that one of the first things that's funny is says, do not be afraid. Your prayer has been heard and your wife's going to have a baby. I'm sure they quit praying for a baby years ago. And so now he's like, your prayer's yeah, been heard. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they're, yeah. I'm sure this <laughs> is something that God's timing was not their timing. And they have stopped asking about this, but when he tells him that if this son's going to be born, Zechariah says in 18, he says, Zechariah asked the angels, how can I be sure of this? I'm an old man and my wife was well along in years. So he's, he gives a human answer. Yes. Well, how can I be sure? Uh, how, how could this possibly be? My wife's old. And, and I'm old. And I'm old. And, you know, I'm old and so is my wife. I don't have this trophy bride that's going to have a kid <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm 80. This is, this is... But in saying that, your prayers have been answered, and then, well, how can I be sure of this? You were just terrified. The angel is standing in front of you. All this is going on, and you're going to question it. Yeah. And I think, to an extent, Gabriel's a little put off by that. Yeah. Wait a minute. I just told you what God said. Yeah. So go ahead and read 19 and 20. Okay, and it says, And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And behold, you shall be silent and unable to speak until the day when these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which shall be fulfilled in the proper time. Okay, so. That's where we found out. angel says, I'm Gabriel, dude. I said what God said. And that's, don't don't question don't question the messenger. That's the only time in scripture where he actually tells he anyone his name. Yes. Gabriel, yes. In Daniel, he's called Gabriel by someone by else. By someone else. But this is the first time he comes out and says, Dude, I'm Gabriel mm-hmm. and I love that. I stand in the presence of God. And when you think about if he's God's heavenly messenger, yes, the spiritual war and all that stuff's going on, but he's standing in the presence of God waiting to be sent. Yeah. He is a messenger waiting for a message to be carried to the battlefield, to, mm-hmm. to mankind, wherever. Gabriel's the guy that carries the message, and he said, I stand in the presence of God. He and probably, I still think that's where that light comes from. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think also, he must have just been flabbergasted that this human doubted his words. I mean... Yeah, when he was talking to Daniel, Daniel didn't second-guess him. no. But here's this little priest guy. What's the he old doing? Guy. This old dude sitting here telling me that I am Gabriel. So you I wonder keep... if he was a little bit impressed, though. So you know what? You're going to keep your mouth shut. Yeah, okay. Do you, you want to read You and your more? mouth? I got, a, I got a cure for you. you. You don't get to tell anybody what I say until after it happens. Which in itself is an interesting way for a herald to announce something mm-hmm. and then tell him to keep his mouth shut. Mm, yeah, that's true. I'm telling you something, but I'm not going to let you tell anybody else for a while. Mm-hmm. And after it happens, you can go back and tell them. Mm-hmm. 
But hmm. so all this stuff is happening. This is Gabriel visiting, and he is announcing the birth of the announcer. Mm-hmm. The herald talks about the herald. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just a beautiful really thing. Good. Yeah. So obviously this all happens, and um, then six months later yep, he gets sent in the six months. Twenty. Uh, uh, verse chapter one, verse twenty-six. In the six months of Elizabeth's pregnancy, right. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and the angel went to her and said, "Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you." And first he says, "Hello, Mary. God is with you," and then he says in uh, verse thirty. Don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. So again, his appearance is something that is uh, not a standard thing. This isn't some guy that comes and sits on your couch. This is this is bigger. Yeah. But he says, "Don't be afraid. You have found favor with God." And then he says, "You will conceive and give birth to a son. You're to call him Jesus. He will be great, and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David." And he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Mm-hmm. Mary questions that too. She, well, but hers isn't the same kind of question. No, as, no. Mary just says, how's this going to happen? Yeah, because I'm how, a how, virgin. How, I mean, she's like Daniel. She's asking for clarification. Yes. Not, Zachariah not, not was doubting. doubting. Word, not doubting the word, but right. asking for clarification. Yes. And, and he, he gives, gives it. it to her. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and read that. Okay, and Mary said to the angel, this is in verse 34, How can this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the holy offspring shall be called the Son of God. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age, and she who was called barren is now in her sixth month, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary mm-hmm. said, Behold, the bond slave of the Lord, be it done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. What an incredible young lady she was. Because we know she was a teenager. Another in, in the NIV version says, I am the Lord's servant. Yeah. But yes. I mean, she was. Your will be done, Lord. She was marriageable age because she was, she was betrothed. Engaged. Yeah. But maybe 15, 17 at the oldest, probably. I mean, she would have could even been 14. And she says, Your will be done. To the angel. God's will be done. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. And then he says, may, may your word to me be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. <coughs> what an amazing thing that is. And then uh, I'm going to go on from there a little bit. In, in uh, Starting in verse 39. So, At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. So after she got this, she ran to go talk to Elizabeth because the only person that might understand this or have a concept or share the experience is Elizabeth, who has a supernatural birth going on in her as well. Different, but the only person that would be connected. Yes. I love that because, first of all, it tells you something about Elizabeth, that she was close enough to Elizabeth that she could. That she was excited about her. It doesn't say she ran and told her parents. No, she just... She ran to Elizabeth. And then at 41, this is where it says, When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth became filled with the Holy Spirit in the presence of Jesus in the womb. Yeah. 
immediately after the visitation. And, you know, immediately it, after the visitation. Mary didn't go when she was nine months pregnant to say, see, look, I'm just, pregnant. Yeah. It was immediate. She wouldn't have looked pregnant. No. She would not have appeared pregnant. But as soon as Elizabeth saw her, she knew something special. Yeah, and here, and, and Elizabeth cried out with a loud voice and said, Blessed among women are you, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how has it happened to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? How did she know she, she was, was carrying Jesus? She was filled with the Holy Spirit. That God had said, to tell her. Yeah. It says there, was filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And then she, she prophesied. Yeah. Elizabeth about, prophesied yeah. about what was going on, even though nobody else could see it at the time. Uh, because the Holy Spirit uh, spoke to her and yeah. said, this is what's happening. Which for, I think that's great. I'm going to read the next two verses. For behold, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what had been spoken to her by the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did prophesy over. Because, you know, Mary's a young betrothed girl. And as she traveled to see Elizabeth, she might start thinking because... This was not an easy thing for her to do because people are going to assume that she and Joseph slept together before marriage. And that it's all, not like today. No, all sorts. There's all sorts of things that are going to be problematic about this prophecy in Mary's life. And she knows it. And then, but all this and she clarification. Goes to Elizabeth. Yes. As the person she can trust. And Elizabeth clarifies it for her through the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It was like another gift for Mary. Yeah. Showing her again. Yeah. What a beautiful thing. And this, this again, comes from God sharing with Mary what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, it didn't happen without him telling her first, which I think is beautiful. Yeah. He announces it. Gabriel comes as the herald and says, hey, mm-hmm. I'm blowing the trumpet here. I'm mm-hmm. announcing the king of kings, and he is going to be born. From, oh, from you. <laughs> He's yours. Wow. So uh, this is wonderful. Um so now, we go to Luke 2, the next we're gonna, place? Yeah, we're going to go into Luke 2, and there's, it's not specifically mentioned. There's some other possibilities that this was Gabriel and in these next two, in these other passages here. Um, I want, I have my personal opinion, but I want to put it out there. It's not specifically stated in the Bible in one way or another. Um, we know that an angel of the Lord comes to Joseph in a dream. Mm-hmm. And no it, name. No name. No name mentioned. Could be Gabriel. No name mentioned. Would make sense. He talked to Mary mm-hmm. to talk to Joseph, bring the same message. But this is the next part, and this is part of the the Christmas story that we see all the time. And this is the shepherds, mm-hmm. and it doesn't specifically say Gabriel, but I believe it was again because he appears in the same way, for the same reason, in with the same message again. And it could have been Gabriel because, like what we saw while we were preparing, uh-huh. was the only time he ever mm-hmm. said his name was when Zechariah doubted him right and even if he hadn't doubted him he might not have told him he was gabriel so and i think i think if we look at this passage in luke and what it actually says sometimes we have to overcome our christmas images mm-hmm. sometimes we have to overcome tradition mm-hmm. um the pictures that are depicted here are the later part of this this passage and not the beginning of this passage. So I'm going to read through the passage and actually look at it in its whole mm-hmm. as the way it's put down. So, okay. Starting in verse 8. Okay. Of 2, Luke 2. Of Luke 2. Mm-hmm. This is um, in, in verse uh, 6 and 7, she gave birth to Jesus. Right, okay. In verse 8, it says, And there were shepherds living in the fields nearby. That implies to me that it's at the same time. Mm-hmm. This is right when Jesus is born. Right. This is the night of Jesus' birth yes. that this happens. 
And it says, They were keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Again, we get the, the terrifying light that comes. Mm-hmm. because Not because it's scary because it's a threat, but it's scary because of its intensity. Yeah. Okay. So an angel of the Lord appeared. So when you see these pictures of this, the sky full of angels, that's coming, but that's not how it starts. No, it's just one angel what right they, now. The message they get is from the individual. Right. And the angel says to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. You will find a baby. Mm -hmm. Now, contextually, the cultural context here, shepherds were the lowest form of of work in the society. Right. Um, But very necessary. They were extremely necessary, but uh, nobody just hoped and prayed that their kid would grow up to be a shepherd. Right. Even though David was a shepherd before he was king, mm-hmm. it was still considered a lowly position. Mm-hmm. You spent, excuse me, you spent all your time with sheep. In the morning, you would take them out to pasture, you would lead them to water, you bring them back, mm-hmm. you put them into the into your pens at night, and then you guard them over the night from wild animals or thieves mm-hmm. or anybody that comes. They spend all their time with mm-hmm. the sheep, and the sheep were very necessary, uh, both as a as a source of protein for the diet but also for sacrifices. Mm-hmm. And also they, mainly they used the wool and stuff. They came, everything, everything. was provided yeah. by the sheep. So it was an important job, but it was considered to be... Unclean, almost. Un, 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 just yeah. a, you know, you'd smell like sheep all the time. And if you've never been around sheep, you would understand. But sheep are not a sweet aroma. Nobody has a candle from Bed Bath & Beyond that smells like sheep. It's That's <laughs> not what you want. Okay? So... When God appears to them, I think there's several things being said here. First of all, he goes to the lowest. Yeah. And says, I want you to be the first to know. Isn't that cool? Isn't it cool that he goes to the lowest level and says, mm-hmm. I want you to be first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the parents, but I want you to be the first ones outside of that. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that, there is the imagery again coming back. Jesus is called the good shepherd. Mm-hmm. And David says, the Lord is my shepherd. He was a mm-hmm. shepherd himself. And mm-hmm. it was typical in that time that if you had a flock of sheep, if you were wealthy enough to have your own livestock, the youngest kid would be the one that would yeah. be out there doing that while everybody else was doing other things. So when David was in the field with the sheep while his brothers went to war, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. So these could very well have been some very young kids out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that whole shepherd thing, Jesus is called the good shepherd. Yeah. That whole shepherd imagery is starting right here. Don't be afraid and do this. And this will be assigned to you. And then in 13, we get the heavens opening up. Wow, that must have been amazing. A great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel. So the angel is there. He gives him this message. And then, you know, yeah, then the, then the pipe organ plays. And, and all of them come forth and they are all praising God. Wow. Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. What an amazing thing. These, this heavenly host comes forward. Wow. So it's not, there's not just one angel. Obviously, there's a heavenly host of them. And a, when you think of a host, um, it's used to describe like an army. 
Yeah, it's like considered a host. Thousands and thousands. Yeah, huge numbers. Beyond what you can count, you call it a host. And so the host comes forward and says, glory to God in the highest. They're praising God and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. And can you imagine being that shepherd and understanding your role in society, that you are a lowly person and you're going to be a lowly person. That's just what's going to happen. And these angels say this and they're glorifying God. Now, these shepherds, while they were lower parts of society, would have memorized the first five books of the Bible. They would have been educated as children mm -hmm. in that. So they know what the Messiah is. They mm -hmm. understand this concept of God's of God's love and, and, and the scripture, that, at least to that point. And they come and they get this announced to them. And then the heavenly host opens up and you get to see all that. Wow. What an honor. Yeah. What an absolute honor. But you know, that now that been. you are saying this. Uh -huh. I wonder if anybody else saw it. I mean, I don't know if it somebody, popped out. Well, it depends. I mean, it could pop out here outside our house and nobody would notice. True, because no one else. You're not in town, right? These guys, these guys right. weren't sitting outside well, the, outside the houses. True, and it's nighttime, so that everyone else is probably in bed sleeping any old way. Whatever is going on, yeah. these guys are the ones that get it. Wow, yeah. and so that's amazing. And then what we know in scripture, then the next time. Really, the next time we see a lot of angels is Revelation at the right. end. And so, and I love whenever... what the shepherds do here. Okay, because go ahead. the shepherds then become the heralds. Yes, they do. Just like John the Baptist becomes the herald for yeah. Jesus in Jesus' ministry, the shepherds, they hurry off and they immediately find Mary and Joseph. It says, I'm going to read that. Can you imagine I... in the middle of the night, here comes a bunch of shepherds that abandon their sheep yeah. to come and see the king. And they're Knocking on the door saying, uh, excuse us, uh, we just got visited by this angel thing. Yeah. And, and he said that the king is laying here. Wow. So they come in and it says when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been heard about this child. All who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. Mm -hmm. And it said, Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen. Which they had, which which were just as they had been foretold. You know, when they showed up and they told Mary and Joseph what they had seen, that must have just been another confirmation for Joseph and Mary. I mean, Mary, I mean, Joseph believed his betrothed wife that because the but, angel told him. But he'd been visited in his dream, right? And Mary had had the visitation, right, of, of the angel. So these guys come and say, "Hey, we." We had the same thing you did. Yeah. About this baby. Yeah. I yeah. just, it just must have been another. What a confirmation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Yeah. Because we've got, here we've got Elizabeth and John the Baptist still in her womb. And we have the Holy Spirit uh, manifest there. We have the Holy Spirit manifest in the, in the conception of, of Christ. We have the angel visiting Joseph and then. And then the angel visits Joseph again right. after but in Egypt. Matthew to tell him to flee to Egypt because and to come back and to come back. Right. So, so Joseph, Joseph gets revelations through dreams three times. Yeah. But it's, it's amazing. It's an amazing thing. And I don't like trivializing angels and I don't like the concept of worshiping angels and pushing them too far. Yeah. But God used Gabriel in this plan for his son yes. so that we would understand. That's the reason this happened. Yes, Mary understood. Mm 
Joseph understood. Elizabeth understood. Zechariah understood. Um, the shepherds understood. But it was also written down so that we could read it and we could understand. And they always, what's most important is their message. They always point to God. I thought, right. if it'd be okay, yeah. I want to read the first chapter, first part of the chapter of Hebrews because the writer of Hebrews wrote to this church because they were having a little trouble with angel worship. Mm-hmm. So they had to be reminded what angels were and who Jesus was. It uh-huh. says, God, this is chapter one of Hebrews, God, after he spoke long ago to the fathers and the prophets in many portions and in many ways, in these last days has spoken to us in his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. He is the radiance of his glory, the exact representation of his nature, and upholds all things by the word of his power. When he had made purification of sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much better than the angels, as he has inherited a more excellent name than they. And then it goes on and on about angels, how they are just, they are not just, but they're they're messengers for God. They're servants of God. They're, they're not, oh, his minister, flame of fire. Oh, and of the angels, he says, who makes his angels winds and his ministers flame of fire. So they are very important, but we're not to worship them. And uh, so you can, sometimes that happens in society. People get all obsessed with angels. And unfortunately, we have all these weird little pictures of angels. They're little babies with wings or, or often they're portrayed as beautiful women with wings and no angel, I mean, there might be women angels. I have no idea. It never says there are. But all the ones that are pictured in scripture are really scary dudes. They're not, but it does say in Hebrews too. And Hebrews, I'll, I'll bring this last thing up in well, Hebrews. in Revelation, John falls down and he says, in front of the angel who's talking to him and explaining Revelation to him, and the angel says, uh, this is from Revelation 22, 8 and 9, it says, But he said to me, Do not do that. I'm a fellow servant of yours and of your brethren, the prophets, and those who heed the words of this book, worship God. Oh, and here's another one where uh, angels might have all different appearances, but in the Bible, they're only pictured as really scary dudes. Okay, so well, they're only Well, they're only pictured as... Um, having the likeness of humans. Right. Here it says, uh, Hebrews 13, 2, Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by this some have entertained angels without knowing it. Right. So they are, they always look like humans. And and maybe they come as, as in, the, in the form of a female sometimes. I don't know. But... Right. The pictures we have of angels that are all over social media and all that are well, and Paul silly. The angel worship thing too. Yeah. Paul in uh, Colossians two eighteen says, "Let let no one keep defrauding you of your prize by delighting in self abasement and the worship of angels. Oh yeah. Taking his stand on visions he has seen inflated without cause by his fleshly mind. So don't let somebody come around uh, making more of it than it is. Yeah. But I I just love this concept of of the the herald of God. Mm-hmm. Gabriel is the herald of God, standing in God's presence until God says, "Go, tell this person, mm-hmm. tell these people, whatever." Uh, 
that one part where he says, I am Gabriel. And since you didn't believe me, you're not going to, you're going to be silent. So I wondered, did God tell him to say that? Or do, do angels probably have a little freedom on how to carry out what God well, tells sure them to do? I'm sure that was from God, too, though. Yeah, you he's know, in the presence of God. So. He's in the presence of God, and he's doing this. And there's, you know, it's kind of beyond our comprehension yeah. of someone being two places at one right. time. But I'm sure you're speaking the words directly from yeah. God. I'm the guy who gives announcements, and you're not going to be able to announce. I'm going to tell you something, and you suddenly decided to make it a secret. All right, make it a secret. Keep your mouth shut. That must have really humbled Zechariah. I would think so. I tell you Especially what Especially when, oh my goodness, she's pregnant. And I know why, and I can't say it out loud. <laughs> Don't tell me God doesn't have a sense of humor. Oh, he does. It's hilarious. Oh. What a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. I guess... So this is our first Christmas one. We're yep. going to try to do... And we went a little longer than usual, but I think it was... It's good. It was just in the flow, so... And we'll try to do a few more Christmas ones through this Christmas season. Yes. So thanks for listening. Oh, God bless. Yeah. Bye. Bye.